Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and we are joined by Allison Pavarsky of The Dip. Uh, Hi, Allison. Hello, Sam. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. This is so exciting because you have a podcast. I do, and I am a long, uh, I feel like a long-time listener, first-time caller of Hot Off the Mess. Uh, I do have a podcast, though. It's called uh, Pop Chaser, and it is a daily pop culture podcast, uh, also brought to you by The Dip. And then I have another podcast called TV Watch Repeat, which is deep dives into some of the best TV pilots of all time, also brought to you by The Dip. I So when we met for the first time in real life in New York... I got to listen to you and Kate do an episode of a, was it Pop Chaser that you guys were recording? And Kate was very passionate about Guy Fieri. And it was probably, I felt privileged to have been able to witness it live. Okay, so that actually was the TV Watch Repeat episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And Kate and I are, you will never met, you will never meet. And I don't want to like call you out right now. It's actually Guy Fieri. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> um, and he, yeah, we did Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I love Guy Fieri. I watch him and all of his shows 24-7. Uh, and one day I'll meet him, I hope. And I hope he listens to that podcast, too. We are, I am incredibly passionate about that man. I, I know you have, like, the correct pronunciation and everything I feel so bad I think for those who are you know in and out on a diner a triple d if you will episode wouldn't Mm -hmm. know but uh for those of us that got discovery plus solely to watch his archives I've you know I'm there got discovery plus (laughs) oh I didn't think anybody did I have every streamer I have paramount plus Sam okay you're just dedicated I am the backbone of my family because I have all of the logins and I pay for all Mm -hmm. of them. Oh. And my parents are constantly just like, do you have Showtime? And I'm like, no. And my dad will just be like, can you get Showtime? And that's where we're at. I have everything you you could ever need. I have stars. I have Showtime. I have all of it. Okay. Can you tell me what's on stars? Is there a show? So I don't actually, I think what happened one time was I was trying to watch a movie 
and it was only available on stars so i rationalized in my head it is better for me to pay a recurring 8.99 a month for this one time because i just want to watch this one film than for me to just rent it on itunes it doesn't make sense financially but i did it and now it's like it takes so much effort for me to cancel it that it's just you know when i'm on tiktok i see like these uh ads for apps where it's like track your spending and i get such anxiety when i see those because i just know that there are so many things that i subscribe to that i don't even know is probably eating away at like hundreds of dollars a year Yeah. Like little things. Ignorance is bliss. I thought that I was going to be a fitness queen at the beginning of quarantine. I was like, this is going to be my time to shine. I am going to come out of this quarantine fit as fuck. I signed up for Fabletics. Oh. Like a clown. Yeah, I've heard. Have never bought anything from there. Never bought anything from Fabletics. I don't know the quality. I don't know what size I am. So I'm just like buying all this stuff with my stimmy. And then (laughs) I hated it. I hated almost everything I got. What is one? I can't even think of one thing that I like that I have from there. But trying to cancel your membership at Fabletics is nearly impossible. The The only reason I got out of that membership, which is $49 dollars a month is that including like all of the stuff or do you have to pay more correct oh my god yeah it's kate hudson is in her bag she knows exactly what she's fucking doing because so trying to cancel this membership is not easy i've tried many times the only reason i stopped is because i lost my my card so i was like oh perfect It's going to like, I'll get an email being like, we can't charge your card. And I'm like, yeah, because it doesn't exist anymore. Right. So you got out of it. That's the only reason I got out of it. That's incredible. It is interesting that I feel like the the companies, the industry that does that the most is definitely the fitness industry. It's like one time I had to, when I was in high school, I belonged to Lifetime Fitness. Uh, Shout out to a national chain of, of suburban gyms. And scariest place on earth it is terrifying terrifying i wanted to cancel it and i was like trying to be miss independent here 60 dollars a month coming from my bank account as a high schooler uh and i then was like i'm never going to the gym this is stupid so i tried to cancel it and they guilted me in to a six-month contract where i was just already paying month to month and i then was suddenly like I'm grandfathered in now. I might, for all I know, you might still be paying. <laughs> refuse to look at my bank statements, which maybe is a, is possibly a bad thing as a 29 year old. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like ignorance is bliss. So I could very well still be paying $60 a month to Lifetime Fitness in a city that I don't even live in anymore. When I w- was at Equinox and that I can't even talk about because they made you go there to cancel so you had to talk to someone in person and they're like really fit and hot and they're like judging you and they're just like so why are you quitting on your fitness journey and I sat there and I was like I just never I don't have time they're like I get it like you know people are busy it's important to like invest in yourself though like what are you going to be doing to invest in yourself I walked out of there I mean first of all it costs like 260 dollars to to go to equinox i never even went yeah the only silver lining is andy cohen worked out there so i would Um. often see him walking in when i was going to the juice generation that was in the ground floor um oh okay (laughs) so i so in my head it's like it was more of like i was paying that 260 a month for a meet and greet a, a distant meet and greet with andy 
But yeah, they made me feel like like an absolute piece of shit for canceling, and I still haven't really recovered from it financially or mentally. <laughs> I wouldn't either because it's two. They'll be like, you don't have an hour a day, right, to dedicate to yourself. One hour in a twenty-four hour day for you. Yeah, they're like, do you not watch TV? Um, and I'd be like, no, I do. And they'd be like, well, I know. You, could, you could take that hour that you dedicate watching season five of Real Housewives of New York City for the 30th time. I know. And that's the worst is then I'm like, oh, I, pro- I actually professionally watch television. And right. then make me feel even worse about my career choice. I know. They're, they're like, okay, you are a lost cause. <laughs> Genuinely. But yeah. it is genius. It is. It's so smart to have somebody come and confront you. To say I would like to cancel because they're probably just never going to do it. I put it off for months. Months. Hundreds of dollars just... Out the window. Burned. Out the window. Yeah. So for me, I was really bad about checking my bank statements because I'm just like, I just get scared. So I have alerts on everything. Like I wake up and my, I get an email from my bank that tells me what's going on. Like they alert me for every purchase, every dollar that leaves, I get a notification because it will force me to look has not helped I don't think it's not has it like stopped any type of fraud in the past no fraud just me making really bad choices I will say I one time speaking of fraud Beverly Hills (laughs) (laughs) perfect segue um no one time I dropped a credit card uh and I knew I dropped it and I didn't go back for it which is like that's real chaotic energy is just like I'm too busy to turn around and go get that credit card that I just dropped <laughs> on the street so I then of course somebody picked it up and you would think oh good Samaritan maybe they'll just reach out to me on Facebook I've done that to people no they mm-hmm. went to Walgreens and bought like four dollars worth of almonds stop That's I was hoping so to like help uncover some type of like international crime spree but instead it was like somebody just wanted to get some protein can't blame them i'm an almond i i I love an almond all flavors i love a chocolate covered almond i gotta be i gotta be totally honest from trader joe's in that little plastic tub but yeah i was like a little disappointed because then i had to cancel and i was like i didn't buy these almonds and chase was like okay it's like four bucks they're like it's four dollars loser almonds are a gateway drug you don't know what's next I did call on myself once, and I felt really stupid about it. <laughs> I called the, the bank on myself because I thought it was fraud. But you had just spent that money. Correct. And for, had forgotten. Correct. Okay. So I didn't know that when you go to the gas station, there's like a holding fee for a minute. So I I was in a strange city. I was I went to the gas station, and then I was hungry, so I went to Subway across the street. <laughs> Shout out to Subway. And um, I get a, an alert. And they're like, did you spend a dollar at the gas station? And I was like, no. Oh God, no. I spent more than a dollar. And so I called on myself. It was really dumb. But OK, that story was so stupid. But I No, and also shout out, shout out Footlongs. But I think that like when you were like they hit right when you do get one. Oh, yeah. I would. So my parents. So I had tutoring every Tuesday and Thursday didn't help. You'd think for going two days a week for 13 years that I would have become some sort of genius, but I wasn't. We would, he would, my dad would take me to Subway every Tuesday before my tutoring. Did you have braces? Yes. That's like when you would go to get like your braces done in the middle of the school day and on your way back, Mm -hmm. your mom or dad would let you like 
get McDonald's. And then you would walk into school with like a strawberry milkshake and think you were like hot shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So now that we've talked about all of that, let's get into the episodes. Uh, I didn't watch Real Houses of New York this week. I kind of have you didn't miss anything. given up. Okay, because I, I, I saw Twitter and I was like, I don't think I need to even visit this episode. Leah was on FaceTime at a dinner. Oh, God. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, there is. I Actually, this is the first time I've agreed with Ramona in, in like a very long time. You don't, if you can't show up, like just don't try to zoom in or FaceTime in. It is just insufferable for everybody. But yeah, all mm-hmm. you need to know, and this is something you already know, Sam, very well, I'm sure, is Ramona is just a piece of trash. <laughs> like, truly. Yeah. Like, I can't believe this woman. can. She is so intimidated by anyone who is not like her that she turns around a story about how, like, she was bullied by the Jewish community in college, and she would cry her sleep. She would cry herself to sleep because she wasn't Jewish. Weren't they at a Shabbat dinner? A black Shabbat, yeah. So she's sitting in front of a woman who has started, like, a... Uh, a community of of um, inclusivity in the Jewish community, and then also mm-hmm. um, a group of Ebony's friends who are all black. And Ramona Singer is the one who is talking about being persecuted by society. Okay, I I don't even have words. Yeah, I'm that because I'm not shocked. Yeah, but I'm also like very taken aback. That this is even something that's happening. I was watching it and I was like, I can't believe. And Leah is then on FaceTime, like four four inches tall. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids style, like screaming at Ramona. And I swear, Ebony's poor friends who were just sitting there drinking margaritas. Like what? What in the white shit show did we get ourselves into? It was insane. I I couldn't even believe it. The only thing that was incredible coming out of that uh episode was so- sonia went on a date with the guy from mm-hmm. that ma- the matchmaker set her up with mm-hmm. and in love it was not but oh okay she could tell like you could tell neither of them were into it and she even said in her confessional she wasn't into it and then she ended the date saying hopefully we can do this again which i just thought was like such a classic like first date you just said yeah. you she like blurted it out and then she just walked yeah. away like with like, oh God, what did I just get myself into kind of thing? And you know, they never spoke again. You know, been there where it's like, you're both really not feeling it, but you don't want to be like, we're not feeling it. So you're just like, oh, like we can grab this. We can do this again. And then you walk away like, we're never doing this again. And well, that actually happened to me not to get too personal. No, but, tell me. Um, and so I'm on this first date. I'm not feeling it. And in my head, I'm just like, you know what? It's good. It's good to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. At the end of the state, I'll never see this guy again. He says to me as we're leaving, he's like, well, I, you know, I know you're going on vacation. Like, I'll text you after vacation. We can set something up. And here I am. I pull a Sonia. And I'm like, absolutely. And then I run away. And he never reached out to me. And I am, of course, starting to, like, reflect on that now that there's been a little bit of space between then and now. And I'm like, wow, like, he Sonia Morganed me. And I... It's a lot to sit with at night by yourself. Yes. Because, like, you weren't feeling it, but to know that the other person really wasn't feeling it either is, like, annoying. Yeah, I mean, I I specifically didn't say we'll have to do this again. He said that. And so then I was just like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, let him down. And then the opportunity yeah. never came because he... That's the worst. It was a rough... That was a rough... It was a humbling moment, I should say. For sure. Uh, I went on a date once where... 
I've, and I've never done this before. Like I've never left in the middle of a date. I've never walked out on a date until this moment. So it was this guy, he was like, he lived in my neighborhood. So I was like, this is like really easy. Like let's just grab a, dr- a quick drink. And so I, listen, I understand like if you're 10 minutes late and we've been friends for 20 years, like I'll let it slide. But if you're late for a date and you live around the corner and this is the first time we're meeting, like I automatically kind of hate you because there's just no excuse. He literally lived around the corner from this place. So I'm sitting there and I'm kind of irritated because it's been 10 minutes and I look like a loser. So I order a drink. I'm like halfway through the drink already because I'm just slamming it. <laughs> and he walks in and I immediately I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I don't know what I was thinking because I don't like blondes. Like I'm not attracted to blonde men really. And he walks in, he's very blonde and he sits down and he takes his retainer out at the bar. <laughs> okay. I, listen, no shame in Invisalign game. I understand I had Invisalign. Like I got it as an adult. Like I had it. So like I, I understand it. But, like, why are you wearing it to the date? If you are wearing it to the date, please just go to the bathroom and take them out like a grown-up. Don't take them out at the bar. It's crowded, by the way, because it was, like, that March Madness, like, uh, uh, basketball games. Uh, I See, I don't know what's going on there. But uh, he, like, took it out, and there was, like, saliva strings. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. So I finished my drink. I went to the bathroom, collected myself, walked back and said, my friend is really drunk and I need to go get her. So I have to leave. And he was like, are you okay? Is everything okay? I was like, oh, everything is fine. Everything is fine. And he wanted to walk me to my car. And I said, nope, stay here with your retainers that were sitting on the napkin. (gasps) Allison, it was horrible. There was no, there was no, we will do this again. Like there was none of it. Never heard from him ever again. Go to the bathroom. I can't believe they were mm-hmm. on a napkin. Uh, Not even in his little case. He didn't put it in a little plastic case. Was or there anything. a case? No, it was on a napkin, on a bar napkin. Soaking through the thin napkin. That is yeah, so upsetting. And I agree, like, no shame. Do what you need to do to get those orthodontics right. But don't do it in front of me. I don't want to see that. No. And also, like, no. just pop them out, pop those suckers out, like, when you're outside the door before you walk into the restaurant. That is... It was disgusting. I was, I was expecting bad, but, like, the I mm-hmm. am, am aghast. Um, but did you watch Potomac? <laughs> Segway. I'm so excited okay. to be in Williamsburg, Virginia with these women. Okay, the house that they're in. Beautiful. It's about time. Like, they really, like, deserve a great Airbnb. Yes. I didn't love Monique's uh, lake house last year. I didn't love the cream leather couches and the lime green walls. I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't really my vibe. It didn't really feel like her vibe either. I was a little surprised. Uh, But this house is stunning. It's stunning. And truthfully, I would be totally fine. I bet the cottage that's attached is just as beautiful. Uh, Yeah. It's so interesting how sleeping arrangements is such a controversial thing on these shows. Yeah. Across the board. Across the board. I mean, not only like lower level, but like just like Ramona and and Sonia trying to find the best room because they always have to sleep together. And, you know, getting put into like little houses and cottages off the property is always so offensive to everybody. Now, where where I do 
where I say I will care is when the New Jersey girls went to Oklahoma a couple seasons ago and there was only one girl that had to sleep in the trailer on the property. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be that girl. No, I wouldn't have either. Because if you think about it, like you're having a good time with all your girls, you're in the living room, you're giggling, you're laughing, and everyone's like, okay, we're going to bed. And then you have to do that like somber walk alone in the dark across the field to get to your trailer. Like I would be pissed. No, and I also say all of this uh, with the asterisk that if you don't put me in the main house, you're dead to me. So like- Yeah, of course. I think the cottage is great, just not for me. Um, Okay. But- I personally was shocked that Mia gave Giselle and Karen the room. Oh, I know. I I thought that was horrible. Or not Karen, Giselle and Robin. Sorry. And Robin. When Robin said that, I was like, I love Robin Dixon, but that really wasn't for me. It didn't feel like her. It didn't. Like, it didn't feel like something she would do. It was so weird. And I was surprised that Mia, Miss, I can hook, I can set you up with my assistant, like, gave in that easily. Mm-hmm. I, I, what did you think of their, was that this episode when they went to, they finally were able to connect for lunch? Yes. And she showed up in a gown. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, felt weird. Yeah. Especially because it is like the lead up to it was so uncomfortable with the text messages and, and all of that. But I don't know about Mia. I know that people think she's got it. It being like the housewife factor. I'm not sold on it yet. I am not either. And I said this before, but her little uh, franchised joint, whatever, it's like the subway of bat cracks. Yeah, like it's just weird. It's like, and I'm not discrediting her accomplishments because I know she went on her Instagram and was like, people are trying to discredit me. No one is doing that, but like you're acting like you're running a Fortune 500 company. Like this is, this is not that serious. And then just show up for, you know what it... It just feels like really try hard and like you're meeting with Robin Dixon who's like probably the most real real housewife like she does not she doesn't care how much money you have what you do she doesn't care about any of that she just wants you to be like a good person and to show up in that gown with the fur it would look to be daytime it was definitely daytime it was like two o'clock I don't think uh, I don't think that she I think what's happening is she's coming in really hot. And for her, she's. I think it's going to be a season. I think her second season, if she gets a second season, will be better. Like, that's kind of the arc I see for her. Sometimes you have, like, a Denise Richards where you're amazing season one and then, mis- like, miserable season two or Aaliyah. Yeah. Um, and then other times you have, you have this, like, very, like, boring or like try hard season one and then season two you kind of get your footing I think that that could happen for Mia uh I think she needs to stop taking advice from Karen I don't think that's helping her no (laughs) no Karen is not who I'm taking advice from when it comes to my my personality on the show no and that brings me to Wendy who went to Karen for business advice and I was like why are we going to Karen like it feels weird and I have you smelled the There's Dom fragrance? There's something going on with Wendy. Have I smelled it? No, have you? Yeah. What it, tell us. What are the notes? It will never leave the room you bring that that bottle into. Okay, so that's a warning that should be on the label. Yeah, it is like, it's in perpetuity fragrance. It's forever okay. there. 
You won't <laughs> ever you smell it. No, of course not. I um, I know somebody that had it, and I was able to get you know waft it. I was able to you know experience Ladam, uh, and I still walk into rooms. I am about eight hundred miles away from where I geographically smelled it, and I still walk into rooms and like shudder because I think I smell it. But look, I think that what we have to do is we have to keep our housewives honest with their products. And to go back to Wendy, like, I think it is a a crying shame that Wendy doesn't have that candle line out right now because she had she had one shot to maximize Mm -hmm. people's interest. And it was that episode and to not have any of it. And here I am like, I'm like really searching for it. I have friends who have birthdays coming up and I'm like, you know, it would be great if I got one of them, if I got a Zen One candle for them. I would love a Zen One candle. And for her to say this is like a passion of hers, I was like, where? When? Where is this passion? It is. Oh, and then like the way she just buckled under the weight of having to read a paragraph about her company. She doesn't stand by her product, I don't think. Um, I'm going to say something that's unkind. Oh. But I got my eye on a certain Darby's child's hairline. Dean? Baby Dean? Baby Dean. I got my eye on his hairline and I'm... You think it's receding already? It's not... I thought the photo that they showed was adorable of Baby Dean. Adorable. Baby Dean is adorable. I love Baby Dean. But you're worried about his hairline. I have concerns. I just feel like he's got a lot of... uh, What is his uncle's name? I keep wanting to call him Bun, but that's... Apollo's friend Bun who came on his little moped to, to Phaedra's house. It's not Uncle Bun. Um, it's just got, it's a lot. Um, so, I mean, do you have any other thoughts about Potomac? Like, where do you stand with Candace and Ashley? Where do you stand with uh, Karen? You are the only person I know personally who supports Candace. I do too. And it is um, it is not easy being like a Candace supporter over the last few seasons. And I can absolutely see the, um, I can see her flaws, but I am also a flawed human. I think that she, I want her to sing every episode if I can. If I can get uh-huh. it, I would only be so lucky. Candace, all capital, just Candace, musical artist. I um, I just think that she brings such a like such a good level of drama to the show. She's overly critical of people uh, and their lifestyles, which is what's so so great about it is because like she's not just like creating drama. She's just straight up judging people. I love it. Love it. I want more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think and Giselle does that too. But Giselle really shouldn't be judging people because like that woman's life. No. Seems like she's coming around on the Jamal thing, right? Yeah, and I love that Robin is like, this is no surprise that they're not together. Like, this is not a situation anyone thought was really happening. Like, this was absurd. But Candace, like, what I love about Candace is, first of all, I think she's so smart. I think she's a very smart woman because her reads and the way that she drags people and her just her vocabulary alone, incredible, incredible. I'm trying to get her on the pod. I spoke with her manager yesterday. That's incredible. I Yeah, I said we got to get Candy Gal 09 on the podcast immediately. I don't think she's an actor, though, if I can be so bold. She's not, but, you know, she's trying. I mean, that is a compliment. Like, if you're on a reality TV show, like, 
I think that it's easy for people to say, you know, these women are putting on a show and we will certainly get into that in a moment, I'm sure, as it pertains to a certain housewife in Beverly Hills. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Candace, I don't think from what I saw in that pilot that she was filming, I don't think that's for her. I think she's a, a I think she's really entertaining, though, as a rea- as a reality Very. personality and as a performer. I think that she is uh am i am i gonna say this i think she's one of them i think she's talented <laughs> i agree i think she's very talented i think I we agree. need to be spending and more I, time with that like i want all of the remixes I, to that one single song every remix i see you or drive back uh drive back oh yeah drive back is a bop it really is a bop my friend dave dave quinn shout out to you he called me last week and I didn't answer and he left me a voicemail and it was just drive back. He was just recording it for me. And I was like, God bless. Let's be honest. Ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star. So I go through all of that with a healthcare provider. And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash H-O-T-M. Okay, so let's talk Beverly Hills because there's a lot to discuss. Where do you stand? What are you thinking? How... Like, do you, how do you feel being back in La Quinta? I know that you're a big Bachelor fan. Oh. I know it, we were there last year, it was too. Da- it, I, I felt unsafe being at La Quinta again. Like, I, oh. I thought I had left that in the past. The only thing that was better about this time around is we were at Kyle's residence. So despite mm-hmm. there not being, like, heating or uh, any food because they were ordering in every single night – I or help as Dorit kept saying I I did enjoy this experience a little bit more than the bachelorette experience with that said I watched last night's episode or I'm sorry I watched uh Wednesday's episode multiple times same and I know that we have differing opinions on it um oh my second time around I think I liked it a little bit more but I'm worried we are falling into a trap that is these women like I said yesterday or the other day to you, just trying to find a New York Times login so they can read an article. You cannot, and it should be illegal, you cannot end an episode on the scene you showed in a promo. And that's exactly what they did. This is why I love you, Allison, because you take a real critical eye. I, look, this is... I'm like a Teletubby. Like, I don't, I just take everything at face value. I don't think any deeper into anything. And you really, like, you got a good eye for this. I just don't want us to get to the end of the season and feel like we had a very long-winded Wikipedia read of the situation. I want to see the fallouts. I want, and I think we, like, the conversation that was happening at the end of the episode on Wednesday with Sutton sitting down the women and talking about how she 
uh, doesn't want to be maybe around Erica during this time. That's what I want to see. I just don't want to mm-hmm. see them FaceTiming each other, recapping an article that we read in December. I think that that is maybe slowing it down a bit. Let's just get right into the drama. With that said, Mm -hmm. as I did watch the episode again and again, I came around to it. There were little moments that just like I didn't even notice. One of them Mm -hmm. being within the first five minutes in when uh, they're all it's like the high. It's so intense in the room. Garcelle versus Erica. Erica is doing her like sob crying talking where she says one word a minute. And she's like whispering. It's very weird. And in the middle of it, Kathy stands up and grabs the taco bags. No, I noticed this too. They're in the middle of a full-on intense heated conversation. And Kathy's just holding the Del Taco bags. She's like, are we done? And Kyle's like, Kathy, we're done. She like shoes her out. Yeah, she's like, Kathy, just shut the fuck up. It was so good. I noticed that on my second rewatch too. And I paused it. And I was like, Kathy's just shuffling away, like holding the bags. Um, so I do have to say something. You brought up a really good point that they kept ordering out. Yeah. If you remember the first night they were there, there was an intense amount of food there on the counter. It covered the the counter. It covered the islands. It count. She opened the fridge. There was 32 cans of Coke in there. Like, I don't know how they aren't eating more. I know. That of the things that they brought. I mean, Kathy herself read off the Ruth's Chris menu for us. And again, <laughs> again, another incredible moment that I think like we will appreciate after the third or fourth watch because we were so in the Erica drama. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I I got to say like at least this time around they put their burgers on a plate. The other night when they were at who's place was it they were at the hotel yeah at the hotel it was that was dark I don't especially with Beverly Hills which I want to be the most aspirational show of the franchise I don't want to see them eating out of a a take-home container no and Kathy said she goes during this episode she goes I don't drink out of plastic glass only I think that's important that's the same type of boundary that you set for retainer boy yeah (laughs) she drew a line she's like I'm not gonna do this and I think that that's what we we need to do moving into like you know this second half of 2021 like we need to be able to draw those boundaries but yeah I mean let's maybe like I'd love to hear what you're thinking in terms of Erica after Wednesday's episode oh god okay Erica, I still stand the same with Erica. I think this is, like, a big performance for her, like, a good, like, performance piece. Uh, I do think she is really feeling all of these feelings, like, of she's overwhelmed, she's sad, she's angry, she's all these things. But I do think that she knew that, obviously, the article was coming. Uh, My biggest issue really is with Lisa Rinna. Who, while being the biggest hypocrite on the show, also is an essential worker on Beverly Hills. I will admit, I don't want I don't want them to touch a hair on her fucking head. She needs to stay on that show. Because she's kind of a mess. And her whole idea that Garcelle asked too many questions, I was like, seriously? Says the woman who was very deeply concerned that Denise ate out Brandy Glanville last year. She has no remorse at all. For being, like, such a hypocrite during these moments. She just keeps saying, like, she's a good friend to Erica, so she's not going to... And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but, like, Garcelle was a good friend to Denise, and you... That didn't fucking matter then. No, and it it was really weird. I have a problem sometimes with people 
use their self-awareness as like a shield for their shitty behavior. They're like, well, I know that I'm like this. I was like, yeah, well, it's really awful. Maybe you should fucking stop. And then on Watch It Happens Live, she said, Andy asked, I think, uh, how often her and Erica speak. And she's like, well, it's really on Erica's terms when we speak, but I'm closer with Erica than I ever was to Denise. And I was like, you have a friend and she claimed Erica is the closest person she's with on the entire show. And this is someone that she only allows that only allows her to speak when spoken to. Like, that's a weird dynamic. I don't fully understand. I wish Eileen Davidson was here to like course correct Rinna because during the Munchausen season. I'm watching when, that right now, by the way. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Just kiss. Uh, when she tries to say Yolanda is like the real snake in the grass, Eileen was like, no, Rena, that's the wrong side to take. Like literally said that to her face on the beach. It was a really good scene. Um, I, I don't know what Rena's thinking, but I'm living for Team Couch. I keep, keep, I keep calling them Team Couch because they're the only people that stayed in the house while everyone ran after Erica, uh, is Garcelle, Crystal, and Sutton because they're all like, none of this is adding up. Yeah, Sutton's winning me back hard. Really winning me back. She was giving me a lot of Shannon Bedore vibes earlier this season with, like, everything made her cry. Everything. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I can't get behind somebody who's just crying that much about moving out of their house. I just can't. Even if that is why it is, like, just deal with it, okay? You're an adult woman. But when when she started speaking out against the like the the mentality that Erica can do no wrong with the other women team ran after Erica if you will they I was like oh okay come through come through Sutton right now like she is really bringing exactly what I've been waiting for all season and I understand why she you know is coming for she's coming for them like she is she's not gonna back down and also like I'm sorry she seems like she got an early preview of Housewife and the Hustler because she's like spouting out things that were in that documentary she might have been her financial knowledge is incredible the things that this woman knows I honestly was like whoa I'm like turned on right now (laughs) I know when she talked about yes when she talked about the financial forensics I was like okay and it's like it felt really refreshing because I think for so many seasons we've seen these women gang up on one person it was everyone against Denise or everyone against LVP and this year it's like we're finally watching someone question these women that have gotten away with everything and like speaking for the viewer almost (laughs) and with Sutton when she said if the devil puts money in your LLC, like, you know about it. And I was like, oh, God. You're responsible like, for it, too. Yes. Like, she's like, whenever money goes into my account, she's like, your lawyer or whoever is watching you sign it go in there. She's like, so this isn't, like, a big shock that there's $20 million. And Kyle is surprising me in her confessionals. Like, she is questioning things. She's being kind of shady. I was like... Okay, Kyle. Isn't it interesting that I I would love to know the timeline. I know they usually film the confessionals a few months after. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's weird to me that like on the show, Kyle is the most empathetic person in the entire world. And I've actually, I've never been like a Kyle stan. I've always liked her. I've never had anything against Kyle. I actually really empathize with what she's gone through with uh, her sister 
And and especially because, like I said, I am watching the Munchausen season, which is like when Kim is not on it, but is like very much on it through the news. And I just feel so bad for her. So I've always like I've always liked her. I've just never like been obsessed with her. With that said, I was a little disappointed that she was so gung ho for Erica because I felt like she always kind of looked to be the the truth sayer, if you will. Um, but in the confessionals, she seems to be doing that. So I wonder if, like, as time has gone by or if she's just, like, scared to say it in front of Erica. Yeah, they're terrified of Erica. And I'm like, Erica doesn't have two fucking pennies to rub together. She's – nothing's going to happen to you. But, I mean, I do enjoy all the montages. Like, I really want to know what producers are thinking while they're editing all this together. Like, when they did the montage of Erica, like, talking about all her planes and her jewelry, I was like – Oh god. That was this incredible. Is wild. And I would you do what Sutton did and distance yourself? Hell no. From a friend. I would have I would embed myself so far into that <laughs> because I love drama and I love mess. And if I knew that I had nothing to be afraid of legally, I would make sure that I was at her house at eight AM with bagels and cream cheese every morning and a box of Joe so I could get the latest gossip from her. I would not at all distance myself. I would want to know every I, I I tip my hat to Sutton for being able to want to distance herself because I am the person who's just like, did you, any updates? Any news? What's happening? Yeah, I, I can't 100%. Believe, but I understand it. And maybe like the responsible person would distance themselves. But no, I would 100% be like up Erica's ass just so I could know everything. And uh, Dorit, Dorit, Dorit. Yeah. I think, okay, we have differing opinions on Dorit this season from what I've heard on your podcast thus far. Dorit? Where's she been? And the one time she does decide to speak, she tells a very weird story to try to relate at the table. That was so painful. It was weird. And and Kyle and Garcelle, there's a blossoming friendship there. They're going to be on the same couch this year. They're going to be on the same couch. When they were talking... I loved this conversation, by the way, at the table. I felt like it was like it it was it was like refreshing because in New York we got Ramona over here saying like Jewish people hated her. It was a very, very deeply problematic. And I was gonna bring it up, but I forgot. Is we okay. did get a great line from Leah and she goes, Ramona, like I'm sure Jewish people hated you. I'm sure everybody hated you in college. I was just like That's incredible. That was it. For me, I was like, it was worth me tuning into this episode just to see that moment. Yeah. So like on Beverly Hills, I listen, Kathy did say I don't see color, but then she was receptive to hearing why that that is not a thing we're doing anymore. And she was like, oh, okay. I do love that she named Rob Michael Jackson. Love that. Because they did make a pact that they would name their firstborns Paris together. Oh my God. I never put that together. Yeah. They made a pact. <gasps> That they would do that. And so Paris Jackson and Paris Hilton are wow. name sisters. Um, then Dorit says, you know, all the people who help me are black and brown and my kids love them. And Garcelle was like, whoa, <laughs> like what? Like that is not doing what she thought it was doing. Like she thought it was going to like be like, my kids love everybody because that's how I raised them. And it's like, you're... Only their only exposure to people of color is the people that work for you. And I love that Garcelle is able to call shit out in the moment. That is so important in Housewives. 
You have to be able to address things as they're happening. Not like at the reunion six months later. With like a prepared speech, like, like she was just like, that's not, you're not doing what you think you're doing. Yeah. And so for where, what do you mean? Where do you stand with Dorit? What's going on? have loved Dorit since day one and I and I really don't mind that she's taking a bit of a backseat this season I think that she knows like there's bigger things at play and I think everybody gets a season where they just are like there for a good time not you know not really trying to Mm -hmm. be the headline and that's just not this isn't Dorit's season but that comment was that whole conversation was so cringy and I think that like it's so surprising to me that we have we're having these conversations in December of 2020. We're so like at that point so far removed from the or we've distanced ourselves so much from the uh, the peak of like the Black Lives Matter movement and when people were I can understand people maybe learning to to reevaluate how they approach the conversation surrounding race. It's been six mm-hmm. months since then. Have you learned nothing? Like. How are you still saying these things? Like, first of all, she you was not listening and not learning. And I just, I am, I, I am so with you that, like, I'm so glad Garcelle is calling this stuff out in the moment because these are things that they are doubling down on. And it's just like, have you ever heard of just shutting up and listening? You do not have to have a rebuttal for everything. You do not have to insert yourself, child of the world, Dorit Kemsley, into every <laughs> conversation about race because at the end of the day, you are a white woman and you do not have a, you do not get to be the voice during a conversation about race. And it no. is just shocking to me the way that Kathy shut up and listened. I was like, okay, like that is progress. The way to reach just like doubled down. And then in her confessional was just like, you've been to my house, you know. And it's just like, just shut up and just be like, you know what? That came off wrong. And then got annoyed when Kyle asked her to rinse her plate. I was like, oh, God. I was like, are we doing this? That was so, I was so turned off by that. When she was just like, we could all just chip in. And it's like no you Kyle's like that's not the point like I can afford to have help oh the way they kept saying the word help too help I was like okay we're not doing this either but Kyle was like just rinse your fucking plate like it I Kyle's like I'm not asking you to like you know I'm not asking for a lot also like I'm sorry are are you not rinsing your plate in general Dory like that's disgusting I just picture her crusty ass food on a plate just sitting in the sink because she doesn't turn yeah. the water on to rinse it. Like, that is a monster. With all of that said, I thought she looked fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Her confessionals. Her confessionals are just incredible. There is a really, really funny moment that I caught, again, rewatching When Sutton asked Kathy, do you like my earring? And Kathy was like, yeah, but the necklace is a little daytime. And, like, just as she's walking away, like, and that just gave me a little peek into, like, Paris's life probably growing up where Kathy was just like subtly dragging her at any chance. This is a woman who wears uh, t-shirts that say girls can do anything all the time. And then she put on her jammies. Mm -hmm. She's the queen of comfort, Kathy Hilton. She is like, I have no one to impress. This is a girl's weekend. Like when she said Dorit's outfit, she was like, what are you wearing? She's like, you're wasting that outfit on this. I know. I was like, yeah, she is. So she's so good and like so calculated with the delivery of her lines. And it's not like a, a, a unique opinion to Stan Kathy, but she just every episode is just 
crushing it. She gives us so much, but also gives us so little. Like, she's not doing the most. She's literally doing the least, but it's it's so good. Like, when they were all talking about how long they've known Erica, and she's on the end of the sectional, and she's just like, I don't know her. I was like, mm, I love you. But, you know, I... So this is my um, prediction is Ky- or Mauricio will tell Kyle, I don't really want you associated with Erica during this because like what I can see him being like, you're not standing by her during this. Like we're distancing ourselves because this is like really shitty because I was really surprised that PK was like, I was shocked oh, when no. PK said that. That was rich. I PK was like, nope, we're if she did this, we're no longer associating. I was like, damn, okay. Unless she can tell you without a doubt that she had no part in it. And I was like, well, of course she's going to say that, but I don't know if you want to take that at face value, PK. Will we hear Erica say that though on camera? She always kind of talks around it, doesn't she? Yeah, like she's never said yes or no. She just says nothing of any value yeah yeah that's very true but i really think this is karma for pantygate you think it's what karma for pantygate for making the world turn on dorit too soon i agree i thought that erica okay i have a lot of opinions on pantygate and it was so long ago but erica would have done the exact (laughs) same thing to someone erica is a good time gal like she can laugh off anything so she knew what she was doing when she had people turn on dorit um i just am hoping and we know erica is coming to the reunion i just want her to come prepared something i mentioned on pop chaser is that erica is the women don't know how to interrogate erica correctly because they're just like not if carol radziwell was there she would know the questions to ask right but unfortunately these women are reading the headlines and are in shock and sutton is the closest thing we've got to diane sawyer on this on this crew you know So Mm -hmm. I don't expect them to ask the right questions. With that said, Andy and Time will hopefully give us what we really want at the reunion. I just hope Erica doesn't come with like a blanket statement that she answers every question with. I will be so disappointed because I just want to end the season having taken away something. And Mm -hmm. I I want closure. I want closure from it. I just want... I just want her feet to the fire. And I think that she's getting a pretty easy pass right now. Uh, what did you think of Rinna and Garcelle in this episode? Like, when Rinna kept asking, like, why... First of all, why is Rinna always wearing leopard? Like, her commitment to leopard is wild. It, it tr- I mean, it truly is wild. Demonic. It is demonic. The way she draped herself. I mean, the way every single woman had their long floor length coats on at that house was so upsetting. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But the way that she was just like bundled up in a sleeping bag at that dinner was so crazy to me. But when she kept asking Garcelle, like, why now did you feel like you needed to ask that question? She just kept poking the bear and poking and poking and poking. And I know we talked about Rinna before, but like that to me is somebody who knows that they do not have anything else to grasp onto this season. And so they're going to just poke, poke, and poke, hopefully that they can get some type of a fight or a drama that becomes their storyline. And I just don't think that there's a place for it. I think, like, Crystal backing off and letting whatever happened happen was, like, a good move for her. Why was Crystal crying? I don't know. Yeah, that was bizarre. That was so weird. Yeah. I was, I was just like, yeah, I couldn't understand that. Well, and knowing what we know now, 
about that scene because Rena last week put out on Instagram like Erica lost her mind, like Erica fought with what did she she said something about Erica on her story, but then it came she out. She was like mad at the producers. Right. Because a allegedly production asked Garcelle to bring this up. So it's like, Rena, you know that Garcelle was asked to do this. Right. Why are you making her say that? Because Garcelle was like, that wasn't my intention. Like, she keeps saying stuff like that. So I'm just like, what is the point, Yolanda? Like, why are you, why do you keep, yeah, like you said, like, she's just trying to hold on to something. She's grasping at straws right now. And I know that you don't ever want to lose that. But I think for me, this is the first episode where I see the argument for maybe it being time for Lisa Rinna to sunset. Wow. I know. And I know that's a big statement for somebody who has only brought me so much joy over the past, like, however many seasons she's been on. But, yeah, I think that, like, she is she is the definition of, of an essential worker, like you said. I just don't mm-hmm. know if we need – I don't know. I wonder if she's becoming non-essential. I wonder if this season is too big for her. I think what I really want – I don't want anyone gone next season. I want the cast to say exactly the same – And I want to see, like, I like watching someone question Rena because she's literally gotten away with so much. Like, she ran around town for an entire year saying Kim was close to death. To her sister. To to Kim's sister. And everyone was like, well, it's Rena. And I'm like, no! I Listen, I like Rena for the show, but, like, I do think she needs to be held accountable. And so I'm glad that someone's finally doing it. So the reunion's going to be fucking wild. I agree, though. I don't want any changes. I mean, I could suggest a bajillion casting changes to all of the other uh, cities. Mm-hmm. This is one that I think that we have hit a good stride. Nobody is really playing the leader, which I think is great. Kyle isn't mm-hmm. really even acting like she's wearing the crown. Um, and that for that's like really nice for a change. I think that last season with the whole Teddy stuff, Kyle definitely did feel like in charge. And this whole Erica thing has just like tsunamied and swept. It's like leveled out everybody. They're all yeah. playing with the same tools right now. <laughs> they are. They really are. Um so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun having you. Um, tell the people where they can find you. So you can listen to uh, my podcast, Pop Chaser, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's out every morning, and it's just covering the biggest headlines in entertainment. Uh, and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. And same thing with TV Watch Repeat. You can find that wherever, and that comes out every Monday. Uh, and I co-host that with Kate, who is the CEO of The Dip. And I am on Twitter and Instagram, at Allison Piwo. Um, and I love talking about all of these things, so I would love to talk to you guys about it. And, yeah, you can just find us on thedip.com, too, where Sam and I are just always lurking in the comments lurking. and on the on, on, in articles. And come play with us. It's fun there. Yeah, and you also have the cutest dog. 
in the world. I do. I just launched an Instagram. Thank you so much for <laughs> sharing on your personal Instagram. Yeah, we got to plug it. Moose.the.wheaton, W-H-E-A-T-E-N. He is a six-month-old Wheaton Terrier. And I just launched his Instagram on uh, Wednesday. And I will say, like, his ratio isn't great right now. So he's he needs the boost. If you want to throw him a mm-hmm. like or a follow, it's much appreciated. Um, he will not disappoint. And just know that, like, I'm also curating his image. So, like, I took a photo of him on our, on our walk this morning, and I said to him, like, this isn't your best work, and we're not posting it. So I'm not going to no. just give you, like, messy. I'm giving you, like, curated uh, aesthetic, an aesthetic that, like, will be pleasing to the eye. You want this in your feed. Yeah, I love that. And I had someone DM me. I posted about his Instagram yesterday. I did have someone DM me and they said, Wheatons are greater than doodles. Everyone needs to like recognize. Wow, that's like, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, I've had a Wheaton, mm-hmm. I had a Wheaton growing up too. And so now I'm just back on that Wheaton game and people love them. <laughs> just guys, check it out. Moose the Wheaton on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is a podcast brought to you by The Dip. That's D-I-P-P. So go check that out. And we will talk soon. Bye. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org.